I um I feel very low. <laughs> Hi everybody. <laughs> Hello. I'm trying to get okay. My head to be level with Allison's I'm like, head. I can I can shrink down and like tip my. I like. <laughs> I so I had another. You know. You know our house is under construction. Yeah. We had we had like an a kind of a mess up with our window order, and we ended up with one extra window. So I, we and it's like a small window. So I had it installed in my office. And that made me move my furniture around for like the fifth time in five weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on like a, like a, I don't know, like a high back comfy chair in this corner now. And my desk is in a different spot. I don't know. Anyway, that's why I was low. <laughs> well, it looks really cute. I always love your backgrounds. They're Thanks. so fun. I got to move this out of the way so that like people can actually see the painting. <laughs> the painting. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I want to create something back here. This is like, this is actually like the corner I hide in, in my, <laughs> in my bedroom, because now like the office doesn't really work because it's kind of open and all my people are loud. So <laughs> I've been thinking about what I can do back there. Those are fun. I'm always looking at can them. I, can I show you something cool that my daughter, yeah. so this used to be her bedroom. She actually, all right. Hold on. We're going to see a little artwork here. So she painted that wall purple and she's like, she's just incredibly artistic. This is what you should do though. She also did this wall. How cool is that? Wait a minute. I know that. Okay. No, it's not the same. Uh, at our old house, I did a wall so much like that. I, I was like, yeah, that might be the same print, but I don't think it's the same print. Um, no, she's been doing it with paint markers for like the whole entire last eight months. Oh, she months. drew that? Yeah, she drew it. Oh my gosh. There was a, it was a wallpaper that I had. That's amazing. Yeah. It goes all the way down to the floor. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> some intense time. Wow. Yeah. So she just has like paint markers. And then when people come over, they add like little things to it. And um, it's pretty cool. That is really cool. It would look awesome on your wall, Allison. I'm just saying. <laughs> That actually gives me so many ideas. Now, bring me back to the present because I'm out there thinking about what I could draw on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, during COVID, like our kids basically just drew on everything. Like every surface that we have in our house was drawn on. Really? <laughs> That's amazing. That's but like, amazing. What else were they going to do? Yeah. So like, like what other surfaces? Like, tell me it. Okay. So our, okay. The, the fan in here, the fan blades have drawings on them. The swing set is like completely covered in oh artwork. Like, I mean, <laughs> wow. That is like so every, cool. every outlet has like art on it. Um, like basically like as much as they could possibly draw on, they drew. <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah. And I love it that you, you like are good. Are you both good with that? <laughs> Was it something yeah, you had no, to yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I kind of like my feeling, my husband's a little more like OCD about like holes in the walls and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Like it's a wall. <laughs> Sometimes I just have to remind him it's a wall. And when the kids are gone, we'll fix everything. <laughs> right. Right. I love that. Yeah, that's so, so we cool. also like because we have um all this construction going on, like every underneath every wall, new wall is like drawings and signatures and dates and notes. And then we have um a like a counter that's a just like a temporary counter. It's kind of like plywood. It's like a I don't know what it is, but there's like everyone has been writing notes on that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we, we did that. So we built our house and <clears throat> we came in like when it was in the framing stage and wrote on all, all the studs and all the frames. And I wrote things underneath. I had friends come in and write verses in places and like blessings. And um, my, my kids and kind of in the area where I thought it was going to be like, maybe where I was going to put their bed. I, I wrote several like words that really make me think of them and That's I don't so even remember them now. I know I took pictures of them, but it's just knowing it's underneath there is really, it just does something to my soul. <laughs> That's so awesome, Allison. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. It was super fun.
So in the comments, do you guys write on your walls? <laughs> <laughs> do you express yourselves artistically on fan blades? Like just <laughs> My daughter does that. I do find her like I find Kleenex boxes just like all like all these things all the time with all these doodles all over them. And um, my husband is also more OCD, but I have, I, I was always like that. I always wanted, like, I just wanted to put all the expression in all the places around me. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've thought before about how to have more of that. I've never thought about just letting, letting them write it on all the things. <laughs> <laughs> all you need is a Sharpie paint marker. <laughs> That is cool. Sharpie yeah. Marker. And I have to say, like, we're only on our second Sharpie paint marker. Like that whole entire wall was almost like one whole entire marker. Like that marker lasted for way longer than I thought it would. That's impressive. Yeah. It's totally worth the $8. <laughs> have you ever seen, um, oh, what's his name? He's actually called like the doodle guy or something like that. Zentangle. Is it like a Zentangle guy? No. Yes. No. I just remember the name, the, the word doodle was in it, but he, he does that. Was it Stella that did that? No, no Anastasia. Oh, okay. So he, so there's like YouTube stuff. You can go look it up. He, this is what he does. People hire him and he does that over just like all these walls and creates all this, you know, totally different space everywhere. So cool. So much time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing for me. I'm like, I, I love it, but then my project side of me gets involved and I'm like, but the end of the project, like I want to be at the end part. So I can't mm -hmm. the middle part. This is taking so long. Yeah. This is what, um, like I thought I was going to become a quilter and then I realized I have literally no patience. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many steps are involved in doing a quilt? Like, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah it's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Denise says, my father-in-law was a carpet electrician and wherever he worked, he always wrote his name and date and people have contacted my husband when they renovated and shared <laughs> how they uncovered his autograph. It brings a smile to people's faces because he was such a lovely man. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Oh, I love that. It's so crazy what you find inside your walls. Like it's yeah. just, so, okay. So here's a little tidbit. Did you know, like, if you have um, a medicine cabinet in your bathroom that was, like, built anywhere, like, before the 1980s, there's a little, like, slot in the back of the medicine cabinet, and that's where you're supposed to dispose of your razor blades, and it just goes into the bay in the wall. So, <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> so Yeah, there's, like, this little slot in the back, and then, so it's, like, a safe disposal of your razor blades, and I guess nobody ever thought, like, what happens when you renovate the wall back there? There's, like, all these <laughs> razor blades in the wall. But it, you, you see it. It's not, like, I mean, it's not, like, in a trash or something where it's just... Well, you. it goes into the wall, so, like, you never, like, you just, like, throw the razor blade into the wall, like... Like, through. into the wall itself. Yes, into the wall itself, which... It seems to me to be very bad feng shui. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying having a wall full of razor blades, is, it seems like bad energy all around. <laughs> oh, can we talk about that? Sure. Uh, just like feng shui and all that stuff in general. I've not, I don't know a ton about it. And I'm like very hungry to know more because I already can tell, like I already know. <laughs> but it's, I, I have, first of all, plants and all that stuff. I love plants. I don't have a good history with plants. So, but like the few that have survived me, I'm like, yes, there's a total difference in this room with this tree than in this other space. And I, the whole concept fascinates me. Feng shui is pretty awesome. Um, so I've studied it. I'm not certified in it. I actually like enrolled in a course to become certified and never finished the course, but I, I did go quite far with it. I could still finish it, I suppose. Um, the, I mean, the thing about feng shui that I love is it's based in this like energetic philosophy kind of, it's almost like a religious philosophy, mm -hmm. but if you take, remove the religion from it, like the, it actually does give you a lot of really good guiding principles to set up a room that feels good for you. Like it's like, if you ignore all, if that doesn't feel right for you, the religious side of it, right. 
or the energy or whatever it is. If you take that all out, like what you're left with is incredibly good advice. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so just beneficial all around. Yeah, exactly. So the whole idea of feng shui is that you want to invite positive energy into your house and set up your house to like maximize the positive energy. And there's ways that there's things that in rooms that will just make the energy like stop or circle or um, just like fracture. Like that's kind of like the, the whole thought, right? So one, the number one thing with feng shui is clearing your clutter first because clutter is very bad for energy. So right off the bat, like that's good advice, right? Wow. Like <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's an ancient Chinese tradition. It's really, really fascinating. Um, and it's, you know, like you want to make sure that your front entryway is nice and clear and feels good. And like, which again, just like straight up good advice, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. if you walk into your house and it looks nice and it feels good and it's well-maintained, yeah, you're going to feel a lot better. Like, so yeah. good energy is going to come in because you're going to feel happy when you yeah. walk through the door. Exactly. And then there's all sorts of like ways that you can optimize your house and then like, your first floor and your room, like it, it can be applied to the entire house, the entire piece of property, or like a single, like your room, or even like your desktop could be like set up for like maximum like energy. And then like different corners and areas of your house represent different areas of life. So you can, um, if you're struggling with like relationships, you can put the bagua, which is the map of your, like the feng shui map. You can put it over your floor plan and figure out where like the energy set or the relationship section is and then spruce that up, right? So oh, like it's God, one I way to like it. correspond like with relationships or wealth or health or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it's really, really fascinating. And then it's also about just like balance, right? And mm -hmm. seasons and, you know, finding that perfect kind of just balance in life and when it's time to like start thinking about you know hibernating and like letting things like manifest inside of you and then when it's time to kind of like come out of all of that in the spring you know it's really oh, it's it's that. really i love it that is Clear really your cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so um every time that i feng shui a room it feels really bad i feel you know like just like moving the furniture around and setting it up to like optimize energy according to like feng shui principles it feels amazing that is really cool <laughs> and now i want to do it so like where what <laughs> how do you start feng shuiing a room <laughs> well number one clear the clutter right 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 Okay, so once you have the clutter clear, then you can just look up online for the Bagua map. It's B-A-G-U-A. -A, and then you can just lay, it's nine, it's like a series, it's a grid, a three by three grid. So you just lay that over the floor plan of your room or your house. Um, it, like you line up the door, you'll see where there, like there's one line that goes with the door. So you know how to place everything. And then you can just see what each area represents, right? So you can be like, oh, okay, I need to strengthen, um, you know, actually, I have, hold on, I have a map right here. <laughs> this, <laughs> is, this is so cool. All right, hold on, hold on. I love it. I have a lot of notes on it. <laughs> <laughs> there's different colors there's, i mean it goes into like numerology there's there's like so many layers to feng shui um oh, that's so cool so allison what area of your life are you struggling with right now <laughs> <laughs> um honestly i have like this mud room like it's great it's fantastic like i i put a lot of work into the design of this house but i have this like mud room cubby area that's right next to the laundry room and it's great when there's nothing in it but <laughs> <laughs> seems to be hard to make it a place that's um zen <laughs> <laughs> Does your, when you walk into your house, do you walk into a laundry room or like a, an entryway and then into the laundry room? Like, I feel like this is a flaw with how we set up our homes. Well, so, so it's not, I mean, I have a main door, but I don't come in the main door. I come in like the side garage door. So it, I come into, I come up a couple stairs and then it's this little hallway with 
a bunch of cubbies, everybody's cubbies and all their stuff. And then there is a door and I can shut the door. I, I never even thought about that, but I, but I, I could. Um, the sliding door to the laundry room that's right behind the cubbies. Okay. So you want to make it like you want to, every time that you walk into your house, you want it to feel good. If you're coming in the front doorway or if you're coming in like through the garage, you want to really make sure that whatever that looks like, it feels really good for you. Um, because that's yeah. your, your I usually to... walk in, see everybody's stuff. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> sounds like you yeah. need a minute quick clean every night of that area. It sounds like a drop zone. That's Ooh. become a stay zone. Ooh, Ooh, Jess, Jess, you're going to be so proud of me. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I have been really trying to calculate how to get my kids involved in on this stuff. And the 20 minute quick, quick clean has been something that I've, we've kind of been on and off about, but the, the thing that seems to be the biggest struggle is just feeling like everything's always dirty. And like, I don't know how to keep up with cleaning and I've never figured that out my entire life. <laughs> and so, so what I did was I was like, okay, if I did one floor every week, how would that break down into the days? And so then I broke it down by days. And it, as it turns out, I can get my entire house cleaned with, and I don't even have to bring my husband in, in, into this. Like if he's there, great. But like, I need to have something I can control, right? So, yes, totally. so you could me, not wait for your husband to start cleaning your house. No. <laughs> my personal experience, <laughs> that is a bad strategy. Bad strategy. So I'm like, okay, the kids and me can get this, have this entire house cleaned every month in 20 minutes a day. What? That's yeah. like nothing. So I've yeah. been doing it this whole week and it's been totally working. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? This is, this is amazing. <laughs> so you have like a room a day that you're cleaning for 20 minutes. Is that like, yeah. like kind of like a section? So mm -hmm. like, um, the living room entry is kind of close. And then like the dining room kitchen is kind of close. So yeah. And, and so, you're like vacuuming and doing like dusting yeah. and yeah, yeah, all the things. So like, it's been really funny too, because I, I've been writing down the everybody's specific tasks and oh my gosh, the drama responses. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, just do it and like time yourself maybe. And then they finish it really fast. And they're like, that's all I had to do. I'm like, see, this is the lessons I want to teach my kids. This, right. I, want, I want them to feel like, what it could be that easy. This is not that big of a deal. I can be totally capable at this. This is what I want to pass along. So I'm feeling really proud of myself. That's <laughs> awesome, Allison. I'm really proud of you too, because you keep figuring it out, right? Like yeah. if it doesn't work, just like try something new. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so have you thought, would you let them like one strategy that works really well for Stella anyway, is videotaping herself and doing like a time-lapse video of her cleaning so oh, she sets up fine. her phone and does her time lapse and she like moves her phone and you know, she loves, especially when she's like folding laundry, she loves time lapsing it. And oh, then she makes faces idea. and then, you know, but it's motivating to her. So I'm like, yeah, time lapse away. And then you can't play with your phone. So you're not distracted mm -hmm. by your phone. Oh, that's super brilliant. Cause my daughter's always wanting to video everything and time lapse would be really fun to see. Yeah, that's it's really fun. fun. That is really fun. Yeah. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. So, so I guess my, my biggest thing that with that specific area of my house is just trying to figure out how do I, like, I don't want to be constantly nagging for the things to not just be like set and like cluttering up the space. That's, that's part of my thing. <laughs> I, I do think what I'm doing now is going to be helping though. Cause it's not just oh, for such extended totally. period of times. But I don't feel like happy and like calm walking into that space. Linda says, so glad to hear you guys are not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you know, when it comes to housekeeping and house cleaning and all that stuff, what really like stands out to me is you have to have like an equal action for the actions that happen every day. So if that space is being like used really frequently, it needs to be like, equally like cleaned up really frequently. Right. So mm -hmm. if like, and that's kind of like the problem with clutter, like if you're bringing stuff into your house every day, you have to be bringing stuff out of your house every day. Like you, if you mm -hmm. don't have that like equal and opposite action, then things become stagnant. So 
you know, I mean, when we bring stuff in every single day, so we have to bring stuff out every single day. But if you have like a high traffic area, you need to clean that like pretty frequently because it's being used all the time. Yeah. So it's just kind of like reframing your thinking around, you know, we, we kind That's of probably true. Yeah. Like you think mm -hmm. like, Oh, I don't need to clean this that much because I should only have to clean my house. Like we have like these ideas about how often we should have to do things. There's, we have so many rules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So you probably just need to clean it more frequently. Like That's it needs to true. be like doubled up on your rotation or something. It's the most trafficked area of the house. Mm -hmm. Really? where almost everything gets dropped because it's a, your first stop after the car. Mm -hmm. It's like people yeah. ask me a lot about cleaning. Like, how do you keep your car clean? So it's just, <laughs> this is a habit. If you bring something into your car, you have to take it out of your car. Like, mm -hmm. and the reason that your car gets like filled up with stuff is because there is not that opposite action. Like the action is you bring stuff into your car. Okay. Now you have to take it out. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, that's like, that's, that really is what it comes down to is removing yeah. what you put in there out of there every single day. So if you go into your car every day and you put something down every day, you have to pick that up and take it out. Like, mm -hmm. but we don't, like that's how we're trained. Isn't this that is interesting? Like, isn't it interesting that we, that we do that though? Like <laughs> my, my kids, all of us, you know, we get out dishes to eat and then the part about like, this has to go into the dishwasher. It's just like, it's just like, Oh, that task, like we're done eating. <laughs> yeah, like, why is that? Why, why is that? What, where where does that come from? I, you know, I think it probably has something to do with um, one of the things that our brain, our, our primal brains motivations is to be efficient and to save energy. So it's like, okay, I did the thing that was really pressing me. Like I was hungry and I ate now that's no longer pressing. And so I'm moving on to the next, like whatever's in my well, mind. Here's another thing though, too. Okay. Back in the day, everyone had one dish, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you had to do the dishes if you wanted to eat again. But wow. now how many dishes does everybody, every person in your house have? I mean, in my house, every person has like five mugs, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mug situation. Like nobody ever wants to get rid of mugs. Like everyone has a favorite. What is that about too? And mugs are such like good gifts and like we're just always compiling them. So you never have to wash them because there's like a million more. Like mm -hmm. there's no, there's no real motivation to do this stuff because we have so much extra. Right. Yeah. That's you don't need true. to do your laundry because you could like wear clo clean clothing from your closet for months on end. Right. So, like, why would you ever do laundry? Right. That's so true. Yeah. Do you know what? You're going to be proud of me this, for this too. I'm proud of me for this too. I, <laughs> I'm already I, proud of you, Allison. <laughs> I just never had the, um, the skill set really ingrained in me about about decluttering, about that flow out. Never really. Yeah, of course, it was, nobody ever did. Right. It was also very much like, like I, I have to, like keeping stuff was, you know, held at high value. Right. So, right. Which is everything yeah. you teach. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm, so I'm learning this process and I'm also like trying to teach my kids as I'm doing it. So Ella, every single day, almost every day is like, putting things outside of her room that she doesn't want anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> this is so, this is like not what I ever had. I never learned how to do this. I never learned how to let go of this or that or say like, I don't really want that. I mean, even the stuff she makes, she made a pile yesterday and I saw my, my own brain. I was like, oh, <laughs> she was given that. She was given that. And then I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, we, these are going. I, I taught her how to release and we're going to do that. And it's just, it's making her room, she feels so much more in control of it because she is a producer type of person. She's a very creative, expressive person, always making art, always doing stuff. So this skill set, which is, you know, gonna just keep getting better and better, I'm just like so amazed that she's learning it now. <laughs> it's so, so cool to it's me. It's so important. It's so important because you can really see how this like continues to play out for children, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you tell them, let go of something. And then you say, don't let go of that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they need to learn that there's no real consequence to prioritizing what they love. Like it's mm -hmm. okay 
to let go of something. Like nothing bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like really, you know, wow. even if you let go of something valuable, there's really no consequence. I mean, and that's such an important lesson to learn as a yeah. child. I mean, it's so critically important. It is. It is really important. I mean, that just connects to so many things at such deep levels. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, used, I used to have, <laughs> uh, I have, so, I'm just laughing because I, I was always, I always held things tightly. Like when I was younger and then my whole, my whole life, like I held just anything that came my way was like, oh yes, it's mine. Like, this is now mine. This comes into my space. Like I'm, <laughs> I used to be like, if, if a friendship really clicked and like we were, we were, you know, had a lot in common, it was like, buckle up. You're in with me for life. <laughs> you are mine. <laughs> so unhealthy, just so massively unhealthy. And that's all stuff that I am just learning how to, I have really over this past year learned how to release the grip of, which is really like one finger at a time, right? Like you really have to learn how to yeah. peel, peel your hands off of things when, when you've had that attitude your whole life. So I just think it's going to, it's just such an incredible skill because of the way it connects to everything else. Yeah. 100%. It plays out in the whole rest of your life and just the ability to make a decision also. I mean, cause we're so like, just, um, just stuck with decision fatigue, right? And we don't want to make decisions and we hate making decisions. And I mean, like, like I could, I'll call my husband and say, listen, I will cook whatever you want. But I'm not deciding what's for dinner. Like, <laughs> so over the, the last school year, I was paying my kids to make dinner because I was working like all the time. So I would pay them $10 if they wanted to make dinner, but I would give them $15 if they planned the dinner. Oh, <laughs> so I didn't want to have good. to think about what, what was for dinner, right? Like, <laughs> That's so good. So did they do I, that? I'm so tired of making decisions, especially about what's for dinner. That's like the worst decision every day. I'm just like, oh, God. okay. I don't That's know. A, <laughs> that's a whole other topic. <laughs> I'm, I am, I am not domestic. This is what I've decided. <laughs> and my daughter is like really, really domestic. She's, she's like really good at all this stuff that I'm like, just, you're awesome. I'm just going to be in <laughs> awe of you because I'm just not like that. But, but the food thing I've been thinking recently about like when I feel the most like stress and strain internally. And it's, it's always in the afternoon. So I'm like, okay, energetically, how do I need to plan my day so that the afternoon can just not be thinking times? Like that's when I go to the gym. That's when I just, you know, maybe do the chores or whatever, because I, my brain is like, needs this letdown time. And that's always the time when it's right before dinner, which is part of the reason why right before dinner, I'm just like, I, I don't care. Let's make sandwiches again. Like, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> I know you're just exhausted by that. So I really, it's like, I, my best case scenario is when I make dinner in the morning, like, <laughs> plan. you know, like early start it or something mm-hmm. like decide on it. I've also had like phases where I've done like a one week rotating menu. Like every week is the same thing. It's just like, you know, <laughs> or a two week rotating menu. It like works. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Al has something funny in the comments here. She says, my daughter told my grandson to give away something to make room for Santa's new stuff. He went to his room, brought out all of his brother's toys. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty brilliant, actually. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be a lawyer. <laughs> That's great. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Yeah. So if you guys in the comments could just help us out and let us know what you're planning for dinner, <laughs> it really help us out later on. <laughs> I have so many fights with my brain about this. For anybody who's not heard me before, I always talk about like talking to our own brains, which is like basically what I coach on. I'm like, I just talk back to my brain all day long. And this is what I love it because you make it sound so much better than talking to yourself. You're like, just talk <laughs> to my brain. <laughs> I am. <laughs> like I you're crazy if you talk to yourself, but if you talk to your brain, you're brilliant. <laughs> so good. Actually, it's really been a super helpful um, 
exercise to think of me as having different personas personas and like me talking to me <laughs> like this is this is the me that's the childhood codependent um desperate to please okay i'm gonna see her and love her and not let her take the steering wheel and <laughs> sometimes just saying brain is easiest but <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is what i i all day long i'm like okay so so what do <laughs> what do I really want to do? I don't really want to do that. How do I make this easier? Uh, and then I'm like always trying to think about how do I make my days not have so much of the um, like the feelings that start to get heavier and heavier as they creep up in the afternoon. And so any any advice for dinner, like I will take all of it <laughs> because that's definitely one of the big ones that my brain likes to use is like. Hey, you're a terrible person. And I'm like, thanks, brain. That's not true. But I still don't know what I'm doing for dinner. <laughs> Looks like a lot of people are having tacos based on Sherry's meal plan. <laughs> tacos are great. They're the, they're like, yeah, tacos. And you know what? Like, so this is the other thing that I do a lot. If I make taco meat, I make like triple the amount and freeze a bunch of it so that I don't have to, you know, like I do a lot of that, like bulk cooking. I'm hearing my echo. What's up with that? So do you actually, Allison, last night I made a good dinner. It's one of my favorites and it's super, super easy. It's called oh, yeah. um, sheet pan chicken shawarma. Have you ever Ooh. had chicken shawarma? It's so wow. good. What is that? I don't know. It's like some dish. <laughs> you just take chicken. I use chicken thighs because I think that they're moister than chicken breast. Mm -hmm. And you marinate it in like a big Ziploc bag with a bunch of, it's like olive oil, garlic, lemon juice, and then a bunch of seasonings, shawarma seasonings, um, and onions, tons and tons of sliced onions. And then you put that on a sheet pan and you bake it for like 45 minutes. Oh my God. It's like so delicious. Oh I just God. can't even tell you how good it is. It's like the best, easiest. And then I serve it with like feta cheese and um, like, you know, kind of like that shawarma-y type, you know, pita bread. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know shawarma. So I'm just going to keep nodding. Like, yeah, shawarma. <laughs> There's like a whole bunch of like suggestions, like, you know, tomatoes and pepper. I mean, you could like the feta cheese is a really good compliment, but you could really serve it with like anything. It's so good and so easy. You like those like sheet pan meals are so easy. And so, okay. but the onions in the seasoning is like, <gasps> that's something that my brain is always telling me I don't know what to cook. But like I've gotten all, like if I just sat down and was like, where have I heard things before? It would tell me, oh yeah, sheet pans. I've heard this before. Sheet pan dinners are the best. I, 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 I think I need to start practicing that regularly because it sounds super easy. You just put everything together on on the thing, oh, yeah. right? Okay, Liz, hold on. I'm going to tell you what the, the shawarma seasoning is. So I actually yes. found shawarma seasoning in a jar, but bef like before this, I was using the recipe. So I use an app called Paprika, which is the best recipe app ever. Ooh. It's just amazing. Um, and you can put like your own recipes in there. You can save recipes from the internet. You can like change things. Uh, so, okay, here's the full recipe. Carter last night, he's like, ugh, we're not having that shawarma stuff again, are we? I'm like, yes, we are. <laughs> you can make dinner if you don't like it. <laughs> um, all right, hold on, hold on. Chicken, chicken shawarma. Oven roasted chicken shawarma. It's from the New York Times. Okay. So this is the marinade. It's two lemons juiced, a half a cup of olive oil, six garlic cloves. So it's like super healthy. Salt, pepper, cumin, paprika, turmeric, and cinnamon. Isn't that, that like amazing? amazing. Flavors, right? Yeah. Wow. And then you just like put that all together in a bag. You let it marinate. When you're ready to cook it, you just pop it onto the sheet pan, pop it into the oven, and then serve it with like, you could do rice on the side. You could do a salad, like tomatoes, feta cheese. The fat, I'm telling you, the feta cheese is like... <laughs> Add that flavor. Feta <laughs> cheese is where it's at. Nice. That sounds oh amazing. So Liz, or, uh, Sam says turkey, meatballs, chickpeas, and cauliflower in Middle Eastern seasoning served with tahini sauce. Oh my gosh, oh, that wow. sounds amazing. That does sound good. I love tahini. <laughs> I, keep, I, I keep 
um, forgetting. I, that's like one of the things that's been on my grocery list forever. <laughs> Hard to find good tahini. I mean, I okay. find it at Aldi <laughs> and I gave up. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, um, the problem. So like tahini is sesame seed paste, right? So oh. the problem is that oftentimes it's like the oil has separated out. So you have to like, you gotta find good tahini. That's, that is like a, that's mm. a thing. Well, do you have any particular tahini you like? Like well, at our local food co-op, it's they sell tahini in bulk. So oh, <laughs> nice. How do you I find know. a local food co-op? I would just maybe Google it. That's is that like <laughs> a normal thing? <laughs> I don't know. So we have got like the best food co-op anywhere. I think it's like the because I every time I'm like anywhere. I like to go grocery shopping and see like local grocery stores. Right. Mm -hmm. So I always look for a food co-op because they're the best and they're, it's usually local products and it's, you know, member owned and all this stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I have to say, here's a little shout out for the honest weight food co-op. There is no co-op that I have come to except for like in Utah, there was a really good food co-op in like Moab. <laughs> if you're there, <laughs> go to the food co-op there. Um, our food co-op is like one of the best ones in the nation, as far as I can tell. And it's, we're luck, just really lucky to have it. It has over a thousand items in bulk. It has tons of local stuff, tons of like really good ingredients. Wow. I mean, yeah. And if you work there, so you get like member hours. So if you're a member, so if you pay a hundred dollars and become a member, you get 2% off your groceries. But if you work four hours a month, you get 8% off. And if you work four hours a week, you get 25% off your groceries. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is really cool. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So anyway, I, that's, I need to look into some of that stuff. If anybody is in Ohio and you know, of a good food <laughs> co-op, <laughs> I have a hard time with Aldi because they're owned by Trader Joe's. And I think that Trader Joe's is a little sketchy because they have, they're like, wow. um, they don't, they have a lot of lawsuits that have been brought against them for like, just not sharing like they're the products that they sell. There's like some, they don't really disclose where they come from. There's some like lack of transparency. There's like a huge amount of lack of transparency. So I, in, and mm. Aldi's like their <laughs> lower end brand. And I'm just like, Oh, I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I have some homework to do. <laughs> I promise the more you start researching the places where you shop, like the harder it is to shop anywhere. I know. I know. I kind of feel like I need to get my mind around <laughs> having food, having meals planned <laughs> before I go shake it up too much because then my brain's just going to be like, I'm out. <laughs> what are, we're done. <laughs> Allison, you should do like there's so many good sheet pan ideas in this in the comments. You should do sheet pan dinners this week. Just have one week of sheet pan dinners. That's such a good idea. And also, that's something my daughter would be totally good at. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then you can pay her to cook. That's what I. Oh do my gosh, it's Make such a dinner. good idea. Right. I mean, it's, it's worth the ten dollars. Like. <laughs> Well, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped actually, because I'm homeschooling my kids this year and I'm going to like make all these at home things part of curriculums, which is brilliant. Yeah. Life skills, man. That's what they need. I know. It's like what I, I didn't have. I'm like, how old am I? To to do these things. Let's learn how to cook. Let's learn how to clean. Let's learn how to declutter. Yeah. So Learn good. how to budget. Yeah, that's a big one to teach. Have you done that with your kids? <laughs> it's hard. So do you know that I pay my kids their allowance on Venmo? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> so like we couldn't figure out the allowance thing because, and also like, I don't think that there's one right way to do stuff. And I don't think that there's one, like whatever right. you choose to do, like you probably have to change it at some point when it stops working. So yeah. You know, we did all the traditional allowance things like a weekly allowance, a monthly allowance, like, you know, money for specific chores, like whatever, but we never had cash. Okay. So there's like your whole allowance system, like crumbles to the ground. If you don't 
right. <laughs> I'll pay you next week or, you know, I'll give whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't work and nobody can remember if the transaction has taken place and like, or you have a different memory, like, mm -hmm. you know, the kids are like, you didn't pay me. And I'm like, yeah, I really did. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up just getting them Venmo accounts and then we just Venmo them their monthly allowance. So there's like an actual record of it. And Anastasia has um like a debit card for kids that has like the credit card logo on it. So she can actually take her allowance and from her Venmo, it's attached to both her savings account and her credit card. And she can put like half into savings and half onto her credit card and just like transfer her money around. Um, oh my gosh. Stella has amazing. to go to her sister if she wants something because Anastasia has the credit card. And so Stella will Venmo her and then Anastasia will purchase something for her, you know, but it's like, it's such a simpler way to do things because you can track it all. Like it's all, uh -huh. and we were doing monthly allowance forever and ever and ever. And then when COVID started, it just, things just changed. So I started doing, um, the kids were just less motivated to do their like everyday chores. Mm -hmm. uh, so we started, I started paying them per chore so that I could just, they, I just needed them to have like more instant gratification and get stuff done. Mm -hmm. So, so and they charge me. So if, I don't even have to remember to pay them. Cause I'm like, it's your responsibility to collect your money. So just oh charge God. me on Venmo. So brilliant. Okay. So <laughs> I'm, I'm so fascinated by this. So I haven't really, done much with allowances yet because I kind of have this side of me that I'm a little bit rebellious about it. Like this is your dirt. <laughs> like, it's not just my dirt. Like, <laughs> well, I think like th there's definitely a baseline, like regardless of if they're getting money for allowance, they have to do chores all the time. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, I mean, yeah, they like yeah. you have to clean up after yourself. So there's like, there's just stuff that has to get done every single day. And there's no allowance attached to that. Like that just is what and it you is. You have like, like partitions of like, here's, these are what you get allowance for. And these are like, yeah, like days. basically they have to take care of the animals every day. They have to feed them. They have to take care of the chickens. They have to collect the eggs. They have to, you know, feed the dogs, feed and water the chickens. Um, they have to do their own laundry and they have to keep their own rooms like done. Right. Mm -hmm. And kind of like, that's like the, like you just got to do it. And then they both help out with like dishes and stuff like that. But you know, they do a lot more also. So <laughs> that's kind of where the allowance starts is with the above and beyond. That's awesome. Did you have a, a, something in particular that, um, that did you just kind of like come up with this out of your own system or did you follow any particular thing? Or I don't, there's like really elaborate chore systems that I think don't work, right? <laughs> I, I get real. Real overwhelmed real fast. <laughs> so anytime this is my whole thing about systems, anytime you have a system, you need a habit to maintain it. And if you don't have the habit to maintain the system, the system's going to fail. Mm -hmm. So we often don't connect the habit to the system. We're just like, Oh, here's the system. This is what right. we do every day. You know, but if you don't have the habit to maintain the system and make sure it's working and like all that, it's just like a total failure. So yeah. I mean, in this, like, I like the Venmo because it's driven by the kids. Like they, they can request the money. They can track it. Like, you know, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. I just get the alert on my phone and I either accept or decline it. Like, <laughs> Do you double check their work to know that? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. If they like, if they're supposed to do something, I will make sure it's done. Like, 90%, right? That's, mm -hmm. I have like, they, I, they don't know that, but my baseline is like 80 to 90% done because mm -hmm. done is better than perfect. Right. Exactly. You're teaching yeah. your kids such amazing things. I love it. <laughs> they are very <laughs> capable. They, they, you know, they because are they had to do this stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. well, that's but, what, that's what gives you confidence. Like yeah. the, what we're teaching them here is, is literally what's building in their confidence of their own capabilities for when they, for at any age, but it, it, especially as they get older and have their own stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, if your kids can handle like cleaning a toilet, that's pretty good like sign for the future. They can handle other gross stuff. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm kind of at like the, like the early stage. How old of, are your kids, Allison? Um, They're a little younger than mine, I think. Um, 11, almost 10, and six. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're, mine are 11 and four, almost 12 and actually yeah, so it's gonna be 12 in a couple of weeks, 12 and almost 15. Oh, so, okay. okay. Yeah. So just start implementing right now. <laughs> right. Right. Which is what I'm doing. And I, the other, the other idea about, you know, how is I've been breaking it down and is that we're doing it all together. Like, so mm -hmm. I started it last Friday. I was like, we're just going to go all clean this bathroom together with all four of us in this little bathroom. We're going to do it together. You do that, you do that, you do that. And, but if there's something about like, we're in this together, like you don't have to just figure it out yourself. It makes it more, um, it makes it more fun, even if it's not fun. Put on music and like, I, cause I think always music helps. Like it does. Yeah. Good attitude do. about it, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> it de definitely does. And I love that idea about, about this, um, the time-lapse. I can see that being really fun too. Well, and here, like the thing, going back to the Venmo thing also, I mean, like cash is becoming like, so not like how we exchange money. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want my kids to know how to use money electronically because that's like where the bulk of their transactions are going to take place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you're not handling cash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's so smart that you were able to kind of, because I'm thinking about that now. I'm like, that's a, I could see that as something that I would do because it does put so much more power in their hands. Like <laughs> charge me. <laughs> yeah. And have your own to be able to be attached to your own accounts and stuff. And then, I mean, we do say to them, like, we want you to save like a lot of what you earn, right? Like you, cause like, even though you feel like you want something right now, like, you know, saving is really important. So mm -hmm. there, we do kind of like have a little bit of oversight with the savings, um, but not, we're not like crazy about it because they did the work. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, that's fun. <laughs> this, this, is, this is this is all such good stuff. So Sherry's asking about the sheet pan dinners, like what temperature and everything. Sherry, it really actually doesn't matter that much. This is, there's a lot of flexibility with sheet pan dinners. Anywhere between 350 and 425 is going to work. The most important thing when you're cooking meat is that you want to have a digital meat thermometer because you want to make sure that you're cooking it to the right temperature. So there's no real way to find that out unless you have a digital meat thermometer, which is 20 bucks. Okay. Like the one kitchen tool that like I recommend the most is a digital meat thermometer. You want to cook chicken to 165 degrees in the middle, like in the center of the chicken and then beef. You want to go like, depends on how rare you want it. Um, pork is 145. So like you just want to have that digital meat thermometer. If you cook things at a lower temperature, like the vegetables will take a little bit longer, which is fine. Some vegetables cook really quickly, but you, this is like, even if you overcook a vegetable, it's okay. It still tastes good. It's not like, you know, you just don't want to burn anything. So make sure there's enough olive oil, mix it up a little bit while you're cooking it. Just kind of, you know, <laughs> feel free to experiment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh I just continue to be like amazed at the amount of knowledge that you have inside of you and you're like I could just come teach a class on anything let's teach a class on recycling let's teach a class on sheet pans <laughs> just experiment and have fun if you have Italian seasoning or everyone has like a jar of Italian seasoning toss that all over all of your vegetables and meat and just like put it into the oven with olive oil and salt and pepper and it's going to be a good meal put some rice on the side or pasta or something. And like, that's dinner. I feel so much more confident just hearing you say like three lines. <laughs> I'm like, I could do that. You can totally do that. Oh yeah, Sherry, get a digital meat thermometer. It's like so much easier. Yeah, you put it straight on the pan. I don't use aluminum foil. I suppose you could, but you can do like the vegetables over here, the meat over here, right? Just olive oil, salt and pepper, Italian seasoning. Um, that's it. Like, it really is that simple. <laughs> Don't have, overthink it. <laughs> you have a digital thermometer that like has the wire that you can just like stick it in the oven and see it. No, outside. those are not very reliable. I, I had one at once and it broke. <laughs> yeah. I get, there's like this $20 one that they sell on Amazon. They sell it at Target. It lasts for like two years. It's pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. Considering, I mean, we use it like 
basically every day. It's the one, it really is the one thing that you need to cook well. The, yeah. like, the key with cooking meat is the internal temperature that you cook it to. Like if you cook it, if you overcook it, it's going to be dry. If you undercook it, it's going to be unsafe and nobody wants to eat undercooked meat. So you just want to know, like the, know your numbers. So I know somebody's putting them into the comments here. So just in general, like if you want really rare beef, that's like 130, 125, 130. If you want well done beef, it's like anywhere over 145. Pork is 145, like minimum. Chicken is 165 and, and turkey. So poultry is like 165. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jess. That's the only thing that matters. Don't go by the time. Don't go by anything else. Just go by that digital thermometer because it makes a huge, huge difference. I love it. Do you guys have any more sheep pan questions? <laughs> <laughs> onions and garlic on everything make everything taste good, right? So just onions and garlic. Um, I have a garlic press, right? That's like the easiest way to do garlic. Peel it, put it through the garlic press. Everything, every bit of garlic can go through the garlic press. Um, oh, that's a good idea. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> I need to remember to get a garlic press. <laughs> yeah, this little garlic press, because then you don't have to like slice the it's garlic. It's so annoying. It is the most annoying thing ever. And Allison, you never really have to wash the press because garlic is antiviral and antibacterial. So it's not like anything is going to grow in what? on the press, right? Like you just like rinse it. You don't have to like, I mean. I didn't know that. You're so full of knowledge. <laughs> oh yeah. So if you're sick, eat garlic because yep. it will attack both bacteria and viruses. And oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, it can be like a lot to eat raw garlic, but it's totally worth it because you will wake up and be healthy again. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, Linda, I don't cover anything with foil, but you could. I mean, you know, you totally could. That's like <laughs> personal preference. Um, if you want it to be like a little more crispy, you don't want the foil. The foil is going to keep everything from browning. So it's, it could be moisture, maybe, depending on what you're cooking. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone making sheet pan dinners now? <laughs> I think maybe so. <laughs> this will be what we all do next week. <laughs> yes, sheet. Okay, so oh, maybe we should have a hashtag that people tag us on social media. Oh yeah, tag us in your food. Exactly. What should we do? Uh, show just, with no name. What's the acronym for that? T you know what? Just just <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, I forget can't, that. I it's can't like, do that. Find us on Instagram and actually like tag our yeah. Instagram accounts. Yes. Tag I'm prioritize your sanity and Allison is I'm Allison, Allison Joy, Joy coaching. coaching. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, this was fun. The shiny side is not good for the food. That's right, Amy. So um, uh, with aluminum foil, there is a shiny side and a non-shiny side. You don't want the shiny side down. You want it up. So <laughs> because actually when they make aluminum foil, it's they it's folded in half. So then they like that. That's how they get it so thin. And then they open it up. <laughs> Again, how do you know all this? <laughs> I have done a lot of food research. I, like to, I mean, I've done a lot of cooking, even though I don't, I hate planning dinner, but I like to, you know. You like cooking? I Well, I like preserving food and doing all that stuff. So you learn a lot about mm -hmm. like chemical reactions and things like that. Shiny side up, Liz, right, Amy? Is that, that's what I always do is shiny side up. Yeah, I feel like learning how to work with food is such an art in and of itself <laughs> because every single thing has its own kind of specific quirk about it. But the like cool thing is that it would take a lot to really destroy something. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> if something doesn't come out tasting good, just add more butter to it. That's like <laughs> not my experience. <laughs> my experience is pretty much baseline it's easy for me to ruin <laughs> <laughs> this is 
why my brain's like, let's not cook. Let's not plan. Let's just put it all off until everybody's hungry enough to eat hot dogs and sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. so like a fun, like it's hot. Like, I mean, even if it tastes terrible, it's still like the experience is worth it. You learn something. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's always something to learn. And I learned a lot about how, like, my journey had to start, I think, with um, not, like, taking the, the people pleaser out of me and, and the shame stuff out of me. So now that I can go do this stuff, and it's just going to be much more of a great big experiment. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. Also, like, the thing with cooking is the easier, like, the simpler, the better. Like, I think that's another, we tend to, like, overthink cooking. Like, it should just be simple. Pesto, you can put pesto on pretty much anything, on your vegetables, on your pasta. A good pesto is really worth a lot. <laughs> That's, I, I've only just like this year started using pesto. Oh my I, gosh. I, I just don't know. Like I just don't, I, I just, I didn't know about like sauces and spices and flavors and just how to combine them and how to to get things crispy. Pesto basically goes on absolutely yeah. everything. There's nothing that you can put pesto on that it's going to ruin it. So pesto sherry. <laughs> okay. So it. pesto you can get at the grocery store or you can make your own. It's basically, it's basil is like the base ingredient. So it's like a ton of basil, but it's mixed up with olive oil, pine nuts, and salt. That's like a basic pesto. Um, and, and cheese and Parmesan cheese. So that's like a basic pesto and pesto is, it's just so full of flavor and nutrition. And you like, you can put it on, on everything. You can put it on bread, you can put it on pasta, you can put it on rice, even though that's not common, that's really good. Um, you can put it on chicken, you can put it on pork. You could like just put it on all vegetables. It just like pumps up the flavor. It's so simple and easy and really delicious. Yep, you can get pine nuts or cashew pesto. Garlic scape pesto is also really good. You can find that at farmer's markets like earlier in the summer. Wow. <laughs> wow. Alice is writing more. Writing more down. <laughs> you your own pesto. All you need is a food processor. It's, you know, it's simple. Oh, yeah, carrot top pesto. I've made that too, Liz. That's really good also. Like, there's like this whole... Um, this whole thing in food where like zero waste food. So like where you use every, like every part of the vegetable. Actually, I just had pickled, um, pickled beet leaves. And they were like amazing. They were one of the what? best pickled vegetables I've ever had. Oh also my pickle gosh. everything. Oh my <laughs> gosh. This has been chock full of good information. <laughs> okay, wait, we need a we need a title for today's episode. All right, guys. Give us some options. You're all so good in the comments. Put <laughs> <Get> out there. <laughs> Every I'm telling you, like, I don't even want to try and think of names anymore because they always throw like amazing ones out. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll let you name name our show today. Kitchen kitchen hacks, kitchen hacks, chore hacks oh, from feng shui you. to sweep to cheap pans, feng shui room and food. <laughs> yes, yes, this is so good. <laughs> Cooking with Jess. I used to have a food blog, but I, t I took down the website and I think I lost all the content. Too bad because it had really beautiful pictures on it. Hmm. You'll just have to bring all that knowledge into our show. You know, I think um, when my long-term plan is once I get like my professional organizing online business like stable, um, I want to transition and add in like the food and the gardening and all that stuff. Like the, all the stuff that I did after I decluttered, which was basically house and garden. Mm -hmm. um, feng shui home and hearth. I love it, Emily. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's fun. I would, right? Just that like, would be really cool to do that. The next step. 
Please talk about your garden next time. Okay, the garden is like non-existent this year, but I will happily talk all about it. Um, <laughs> we we can do vertical gardening 101. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to come here to learn. <laughs> We'll have to bring Juliana on our show live because she gardens like probably more than I do. So <laughs> that is so cool. I love that. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. All right. Okay. Feng We're Shui time. Home and Hearth. I love it. I think that that's it. Good stuff. Well, thanks Allison, for being you're here, everybody. Awesome. You're awesome, Jess. I love being And everyone here. who shows up live for us is pretty awesome, too. <laughs> they are. You guys are pretty awesome. <laughs> great audience. Have a great weekend, everyone. Happy Friday. Friday. Yay. <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>